Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. Oh my good golly God, I have missed you guys. I know it doesn't feel like long for you. You're like, girl, we just talked to you last Sunday, but it's not the same, okay? Because I recorded that episode with Rachel Shepard, Hey Sleepy Baby, while I was in Florida. And during that time, all I did was the interview, right? I I really wanted to make it quick and to the point. So make sure if you haven't already, listen to last, last week's episode. And I would also love some feedback. Like when I do interviews, like do you guys just like jumping into the episode? Did you like the intro? Do you like the structure of the show? As I told you guys before, and as I will continue to tell you guys, I want to get better, right? Like I always want to get better. I want to continue to master my craft of being a podcast host. This all started out as something, me just kind of talking to you guys, and it's turned into something that I I take very seriously. And so I want to make sure I'm always getting better and continuing to evolve and grow with you guys. So happy Sunday. Welcome back. I'm so excited. Like I'm literally giddy sitting here in my brand new chair. I got a new meditation chair. This is from a company called Piper Song. I'm so serious guys. All I did, I saw it on TikTok one time and I was like, yep, that's the chair I need. I've talked shit about my podcast chair slash desk chair for probably three years now. I have brought this up multiple times on the podcast alone. I had a tiny ass desk and a shitty ass chair. Here we are. We've finally evolved. You guys should see it. Like my room is clean. The room I'm in is clean. We're working on the podcast room to bring it to YouTube. So many great things coming on, coming on, working on in the background. But for now, we're in a brand new chair with a brand new vibe. And I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. So again, I hope that you guys like the new intro. As always, I'm here for feedback. When it comes to me today, first off, I have a new editor. And what that means is that I'm recording even earlier in the week. (laughs) So usually I do Wednesdays. Now I do Tuesdays. Not a huge difference, obviously. However, usually on Wednesdays, my YouTube videos go live. And then I shout some of you guys out that have like commented and stuff. So just know that I'll always be a week behind when I do that. Okay. But I will say that I'm very excited because I have a brand new kind of like lineup of episodes coming up. I have a few people that have committed to also coming on in like interviews and it's just, it's going to be good. I I'm turning a leaf and I'm feeling really confident about it. So what also happened today is that Wyatt got his surgery. So again, I'm, I'm speaking in past tense right now by the time you listen to this, but he got his surgery on his knee. A lot of people thought he got a snippety snip snip on his dickety dick dick and that did not happen. We have not made that decision yet. I feel like my decision is leaning. I talked to you guys a few episodes back about wanting to adopt. So when I think about my womb being inhabited again by a baby, I don't think that's going to happen. However, the point is he got surgery on his knee. Um, this is called like an osteograph, something. I don't know. He got two cadavers put in, one for a graft on his knee for like bone cartilage, and then the other one for a meniscus. 
In layman's terms, what this basically is, is a pre-knee replacement replacement. All right. It's like the baby version. It's like, it's like the kid's bop version of a knee replacement. This is going to allow him to get back his range of motion, add in some cartilage that he has been missing now for like seven to eight years in his knee and more. So we are in the trenches for the next six to eight weeks. He's non-weight bearing. And specifically this first week is going to be the hardest. And I'm aware of that. So with that all being said, I figured I would talk a little bit about our relationship today. What a great way to bring him up, right? Let's, let's memorialize him, not memorialize, sounds like he died. Let's memorialize his old knee and ring in the bring the brand new knee and chat about him and I and our relationship and kind of give you guys tips and tricks and feedback. And maybe you find yourself in the same position in your relationship right now. And I just wanted to shine a light on how we met in our experience because I don't know, I think that's fun to listen to and what better way to have him be thought about today, right? Prayers go up to Wyatt. I hope that he heals well. With all that being said, postpartum update. I'm nine months postpartum now. And many of you guys might be like, well, okay. But the okay about it is the fact that I'm starting to feel more like myself. I said this in past postpartum episodes as well with Maddox. It was about nine to 10 months where it was like all of a sudden I felt like it just kind of clicked. Like I was like, oh, I am me. I am she, I am her. And so it's been really nice to start feeling that way. Um, I've been working hard in the gym still. I've totally laid back on cardio for the time being. And I'm just really focused on recovery. I've been feeling so burnt out the past couple of weeks. I don't know if it's just like the weather, winter, like the end of like that seasonal depression state where you're just like, oh, like I... I just feel so run down. You know, I'm, I'm tired of fighting the cold. I don't, I don't know what the mentality is with this, but I've just been struggling. I've been so tired. And so I've been hitting the gym like three, maybe four times a week. I've gone to the gym probably less in the past month than I have since I had to take time off for like birth. So it's been a nice little recap for me, but I will say I'm just struggling in the department of like breastfeeding, trying to decide whether to stop, whether to go on. And I think it's just important to normalize being able to address your mental health and wonder, should I keep doing this? You know, breastfeeding takes a toll on you and in a lot of different ways, but for me, especially, and I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir, if you've been through this is especially like physically, I feel very touched out. I'm very, I'm very much not sexual, like at all, like a literally not one drop very hard to, if I had a dick, it'd be hard to get hard. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I've been struggling and it's just, it's not fun to feel that way. Right? Like it's not fun to be like, where is my youthful self? Where it was like, I would look at a picture of Zac Efron and get completely drenched. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we can all look back on like our 17 and 18 year old self. And we're like, girl, where are you at? Right. And we, we do have to understand life changes, hormone shift, right? Like as much as we're like, oh, we're so young, we're 27, 28, we are still not 18, babe. Okay. Like our hormones are different. We're going through some shit. Okay. We're only getting closer to men to menopause, right? Isn't that scary? So, and at this point I've been, I'm, I'm further removed from when I first started my period than when I'm like, I'm closer to getting into premenopausal stage, right? Like it's crazy, right? 
So anyways, it's just been, it's been a little bit difficult. And I, I only like to put that out there a little bit because if you're someone going through it right now or shit, maybe you're like about to push that baby out, have that baby cut out of you. And you're like, what do I expect? I always want to keep it very real. And I realized I haven't talked about postpartum this time around as much as I have before. And a lot of that being, I feel redundant, you know, like I'm like, oh, I've already talked about that, but I always have new listeners. I always have new people who become moms. I always have people who maybe you're just like nosy, you know, you're just like, what does that mean? And I want to make sure I address it and, and really normalize it. It's hard. And like I said, if I had a PP, it would be straight up floppy. It'd be like a floppy disk. That's, that's how I feel. So I've been really struggling with the breastfeeding journey, wondering whether to go on or not. Um, the only thing that's holding me out is the fact that Archie is eating more food now. Therefore that's going to correlate to naturally like nursing him less, right? Like I'm naturally weaning because he's starting to eat more food, uh, which is fantastic, right? So I'm almost like, come on, Des, you're out of the worst of it. I've made it through the literal worst. And it's like, I can't give up now. So we'll see. Um, I hope you guys out there are doing well. Any of you mamas to be, maybe you just found out you're pregnant. Maybe you're about to give birth. You're scared of shit. I feel you. Okay. However, I have a lot of really good past podcasts as well as like even just my birth stories that I've shared with both the boys. If you're ever in a glimmer of fear, I am here to remind you that you can fucking do it. And I would love it if you listen to my birth story and just feel really empowered through that process. So moving on brunch with Des B in real life, question mark. I pulled you guys on my brunch with Des B Instagram. And I asked you guys, would you ever be interested in like going on a vacay with May? And a lot of you were like, oh my God, sign me up. Some of you guys were like, hey, listen, love the idea. I, it's just hard for me to get PTO. I'm answering honestly. And hey, I respect that. But I've been reached out to by this kind of like trip agency. I've seen other people use it before. It's not scam, which is like good, right? I've done my research. I've also seen other influencers. I know, like I said, like use it before, use this hosting agency, if we want to call it, okay? Basically, you tell them what you want to do. They make the plans and then it's like a, you know, okay, it's $500 to come on my trip, right? And then everything's included, but they take their portion to make their money. Does that make sense, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's still a business, right? They're doing work that you don't have to by planning everything, putting everything together, et cetera. And then they're taking their cut. So that's kind of the basis of their business. They reached out to me again. They've done this for like five years now. And every time I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then it was COVID, right? Then I was pregnant. Then I was pregnant again. So anyways, they reached back out. and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of entertaining it because I think after I'm done breastfeeding, it would be so extremely special to have a squad of people and meet up and do like, you know, the good old meetups, right? Like the good old retreat. And I'm thinking like a mom's retreat, not even moms. I don't give a shit if you have never had a child or even never want a child. My point is community, right? I want to put faces to your guys' names. I swear. I see so many of you guys all the time in my DMs. I know your profile pictures. I know your handles, but I don't know you. And so I thought that a little like brunch with Desby Escape could be pretty fun. So I will put it on the Instagram again today with just a little feedback. Like what would be your budget? Okay. If I was like, Hey, here's a trip all you have to do is book your flights, but here's what we're doing. Here's how many days it is. Here's where we're going to stay. X, Y, X, Y, blah, 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 blah. 
what is your budget for that trip? Okay. Um, how many days do you want to go? How many, where do you want it to be in the U S out of the U S what's that look like for you? What's feasible? It would probably be a smaller group of people. Like it's not like it'd be like a 500 person trip, right? Like this would probably be like 15, 20 people is what I'm thinking. Right. Um, but I just think it'd be fun just to have a like small intimate group. So anyways, would love to hear back from you guys with that. And I think that it could be a blast. Now, we have a lot of new shit coming out. Like I told you, I've not talked to you guys in a couple weeks and we have, we just have, we have a lot. Okay. I'm going to be transparent. We got new Tula. We got new skincare. We have new story. We have new Patula. We have new buff bunny collection. We have new Paragon. Here's the thing. Do you ever need to buy any of it? The answer is absolutely not. I've seen a lot of this like word lately, de-influencing. Okay. So it's kind of like the weird, the oxymoron as it is, is here's the thing. If you're de-influencing, you're also like still influencing, right? Like <laughs> by telling people you don't, you don't have to buy this, you buy this instead. Like you're still telling them to buy something, right? Like you're still influencing them. Anyways, it's really funny, like a funny thing to me. But the point is, is that we do live in a stage of life where we're constantly over consuming. You know, I've seen a lot of this. People are like, why do you need to have five blushes? Why do you need to have six eyeliners? Why do you need to have seven skincare cleansers? I get it. Okay. I get it. The thing about me is number one, I'm here to be honest with you. So if you don't need something, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, babe, I'm going to tell you that it sucks, or I'm going to tell you, I don't like it. The other thing is that I am gifted these products to review. Okay. And it is your job as the consumer to decide financially if you want to take part. Okay. I understand that I post a lot of things. Okay. I, I totally, totally get it, but I'd never want you to feel like you have to buy something. But if I like something, if I find something that works really well, I know I would trust myself and my recommendations to where if you're ever in the, you're ever in the look around, you're like, you know what? Des did tell me this would be good. If I'm going to spend money on something, I want it to be Des be approved. And that's what we're here to do. Okay. Number one, new story. We have more pinks, more fuchsia. Finally, everyone's getting on this pink bandwagon. Like fucking thank you. Okay. I've only said it for like five years. We got pink story. This is launching March 1st. We have some more perseverance fitted shorts coming back. The wonder mid support bra, new legend shelf crop tanks. We have icon tights coming back. Lot, lots of good goodies, okay? Lots of good returns. That's coming on March 1st. Next up, we have new Petula Northern Lights Collection. This is coming out February 27th. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. This is probably my favorite Petula launch in a while, okay? I really liked when they did Lux Lodge. I'm literally wearing my waffle knit set right now. Loved that one. Loved the, like, red leggings from like Christmas, but this is their first big launch of the year. Really loving it. Okay. February 27th is called Northern Lights. We got some pinks. We have some like cranberries. We have some new tops. We have some new um, shorts, just like revamped fitting. Okay. It's, it's really nice. Next up, we got Buff Bunny. This is coming out. This came out yesterday. Okay. This is coming February 25th very underwhelmed. Okay. If you didn't buy anything, don't feel like you missed out on anything. The courtside zip up dress slay, transcend slay, the pump short slay. A lot of things though, were just a reoccurring pattern kind of coming back. I had a few people tell me 
Um, one of our challengers, Lindsay specifically said, this launch just doesn't really feel like Buff Bunny. And I said, you know what? You're right. Because I, I got, I was getting alpha lead. That's not a negative way at all. Like at the end of the day, like brands go off of what's trending. Okay. So by no means I'm like, Heidi's copying Christian. Like first off, they're basically married. So like, it doesn't matter. And number two, it's all about trends. So I understand what they're doing, but I was just very underwhelmed. However, if you were a new customer, this could be a launch you felt comfortable purchasing in because it was just very like plain Jane. And I think that's okay sometimes. Now, the second thing that we have, or I'm sorry, like the fourth thing that we have is new Paragon. This isn't coming out till March 7th. So we definitely have some time, but it's new. The It's the Valley. Okay. We have like these beautiful Canyon colors. I'm very excited about. We have, it's called Telk, kind of like an off-white antelope, kind of like cantaloupe. Okay. And it's kind of like an orangey. It looks like a rustic orange lizard. You probably pictured it kind of like a, a say, like a green, not sage, a little bit darker indigo. You got it. And then black. Okay. So we have the booty contour coming back with the sculpt seam in the Reluna fabric, as always extra small up to two XL. We have joggers, short sleeve shirts, Brammies, and they're all in Reluna. So very excited about that. Um, and that is coming out March 7th. As always code Desby for all of those gets you either free shipping money off and supports me. The only one you don't get money off on is story. Everything else you save money. Um, and then the last thing is Tula. We have a new product coming out. Um, and I don't have it out in front of me right now. Basically what it is though, is a morning and night kind of like plumping serum. It's actually really nice. It's a base of hyaluronic acid, which is like one of my favorites. It's, it's a product that's going to do wonders for anyone's skin. Make sure that you do apply it though, to like a semi damp skin. Like you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be applied to dry skin. That's pretty, that's pretty much the the biggest thing there. Um, but it's brand new, very excited about it. It's going to feel good on your skin. You're definitely going to like it. Um, and I think that it'll be, it'll be good for you guys. You guys are going to love it. That's about it. Okay. Lots of news, not lots of news. And if you need some, any more tips or try ons or anything, I will be putting them in my Instagram and highlighting them. So make sure you check it out there. But I just wanted to give you guys that tea. Last few things we got watches and we have skincare corner. Number one watches. First off, Cody Co's married. Okay, we missed we missed a few chapters the past couple of weeks. So Kelsey Kreppel, Cody Co, they got married. Kel- Kelsey Co, <laughs> Kelsey and Cody Co, now married. And um, I just I love them so much. I love them so much. You know, I would literally give my left tit to go on Circle Time, and that is Kelsey Kreppel's podcast. I would also give my I would then give my right tit to go on Insanely Chill, and that is Cody Ko's podcast. And then I would collectively give my titties, like both of them, to go on TMG, which is Tiny Meat Gang, and that is Noel and Cody. They're probably my favorite people. Like when you guys ask me like, who inspires you? Who do you follow? I'm so serious when I tell you, I mostly keep up with those three. <laughs> Cody Ko, Noel Miller, Kelsey Kreppel, and that's about it. Other than like some of the podcasts that I listen to, what we said podcast, the skinny confidential podcast, the toast is my new favorite podcast. Girls got to eat the I L Y S M podcast. Um, yeah. So like, those are the people that I look up to, you know, are like people doing what I want to be doing, being badass bitches in running podcasts. So anyways, they got married and 
I just, I just love them. And I felt like you guys needed to know that. <laughs> Number two, you, I watched, I binged, I cried and I was shocked. The new season of you, at least half of this season, the other half comes out in a couple weeks. Fantastic. I, you know, I was a little bit weary. I'm like, are we going to see the same, the same shit for another season? You know, like, okay, we get it. He sees a woman, he gets fucking hyper obsessed and then he ends up in killing and stuff. However, I love the twist that they made. And this is a spoiler. So if you haven't watched, get over it. I love how they kind of like recreated the idea of Clue. Like I love the, I love the game Clue. I've always loved movies that kind of play off that like murder mystery vibe. And I loved the, the shocker um, of the writer being the eat the rich killer. The funny thing is though, guys, I'm not, I'm not trying to like flex, but I'm pretty good at like, I'm always the one that guesses the plot before the movie even starts. I'm like, yeah, this is going to happen. And it, and it does. Cause I'm just, I'm like that. And, uh, I called that the first episode. Like I told Wyatt, I was like, yeah, he's the killer. And he's like, no, he's not. I was like me. Yeah, he is. And boom, he was. So definitely worth the watch. Um, I, I loved it. I'm excited for the second part. And honestly, Penn Bad is it Penn Badgley? Am I always saying that wrong? I feel like I'm always saying this. He's kind of like giving daddy in this season. Like when he had this little bit of like a, a grow out, like a little bit of a beard, hair's a little bit shaggy. Like there were some scenes I found myself being like, I know I said my dick doesn't get hard, but it would be hard right now. You know what I mean? So breastfeeding who? You know, Penn Badgley did that for me. So he was great. Um, definitely great actor too. I, I loved it. I loved, I just, I really loved it. Third and last is the last of us. So we're two episodes behind. I didn't review two, two episodes ago and then like last episode. So basically what happened, we ran into Henry. Henry had his little brother. His little brother was deaf. The deaf kid, I'm already forgetting his name. I'm sorry. Um, became friends with Ellie. All of a sudden, they get into like this big shootout with this like reform group. They escape. The little boy gets bit. Ellie tries to rub her blood on him to be like, hey, I'm a healer. She wakes up. He like jumps on her like a spider monkey, like <sighs> zombied out. So her blood didn't work. She kind of felt like a failure. And then basically Henry, who's like the, this, the older brother, he shoots him point blank in the face, like a holy fuck moment. Because, you know, he's a zombie. Like, you cannot save him, right? Shoots him. And then he points the gun at Joel and he's like, what did I just do? And Joel's like, bro, like, put that, put down the gun. Turns, shoots himself in the head. Like, it was just the most traumatic end of the, of the, like, whole episode ever. I was, I literally couldn't even sleep because I was so distraught. Like, why did that happen? And then I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then Ellie and Joel, like, they only made it out of the city because of them. And then they're the only ones that get to make it in like our life. It's just like, it didn't feel fair. Right. And then, oh, all of this is riding on Ellie because she's like, I thought my blood was good. I thought it was special. And then she didn't feel special. And then, yeah, it was just a lot. Okay. So that was two episodes ago. So we open up this last episode with them making it to this like, uh, middle of kind of like this, uh, river. And they met up with this like older couple they told them to keep going, whatever. So they keep going. They get surrounded by horses. The horses take him into this town. Boom, he finds Tommy. Tommy's his brother. All of a sudden, Tommy is married to this girl. This girl is now pregnant. 
she like runs this this like mini city that they have and Joel's basically like I gotta leave so him and Tommy are just like not the coolest brothers anymore Tommy's trying to move on Joel's got to go try to find a cure okay so then they, then they leave so the last episode was kind of shitty I'm not gonna lie because it was just like really that like that's it you know I just feel like we haven't seen a lot of oomph you know and there's gonna be two seasons however it's like this first season I just feel like it's so dragged on in that last episode I was really expecting a little bit more like a dude we haven't seen zombies well we did see zombies two episodes ago but like I kind of pictured every episode to kind of have like that holy like climax moment and we're just not receiving that so I I have to only hope that next episode is going to be that banger. You know, the one that we're like, oh my God, what the fuck? I hope. All right, last thing we're going to get into real quick. You guys know the drill skincare corner, okay? This is where I tell you my favorite tips, tricks, new products, anything above and beyond. I'm always just going to keep it real, all right? So what we have is you beauty. Now I mentioned this a few episodes ago and I talked to you guys about the lip hydrating compound. This, I don't know what magic is in this product, but there's a reason why this is $68. I'm just going to tell you that worth every penny, a hard penny to spend. Okay. I'll be, I, I totally get it. However, I will tell you, you beauty hooked me up with a discount code for 20% off, 20% off. I have been using their products in the evening for the past probably five days. I've dedicated to it. I'm like, you know what? I want to give it a couple weeks of this purely being my nighttime routine. I want to see what my skin does. Okay. The thing with you beauty products is that they're like five products in one. So when you are taking this, these two serums or whatever you might put on your face, you don't have to put other things on. Like you literally just cleanse serum, serum, moisturizer. That's it. But you're actually loading your face up with so much shit in a good way. So far, my skin has um, reacted really well. I'm loving it to be determined. Nothing's ever going to sway me against my normal Tula routine. However, I love testing products. I love the science behind different products. And if that's something that you ever want to try, or you're someone who like you have more sensitive skin, maybe Tula didn't work with you or for you, Use Desby at checkout for 20% off. It's worth the luxury brand to get the 20% off. All right. So as you guys know, we usually talk the first 25 to 30 minutes. (laughs) That is first and foremost. Um, But I will say that I love it. I always love talking to you guys and I always want to catch up with you guys. So I hope that that is helpful. As you guys also know, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out 
to the to that topic end, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. You can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over 2 million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Without further ado, let's get into the rest of the episode. All right, so I just wanted to do a quick little recap of how I met Wyatt because I think this this is the funniest thing ever because it always happens. And I feel like whenever you listen to people's love stories, it always starts with, well, you know, it's funny. I was never looking. And that's truly what happened to me. Two weeks before Wyatt and I ended up having our first kiss. I was thrown out by my long-term ex. Like my kind of like on and off again thing, right? The the guy that always came back, the guy that always told me I was the best. He was older, I think like five years older than me. So here I am, 19. He's like 24. That, that, That about makes sense. And I really thought I was in this mature state, this mature relationship. Well, I wasn't. I was at volleyball practice and I came out to a text message that basically said, you know, you deserve so much better. And I was emotionally broken. I was so sad at this time in my life. Fast forward that next day, I go to volleyball that next morning. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. It's my time to basically be a damn hoe. Okay. That got me as far as one and a half weeks. All right. Because (laughs) the next weekend, two weekends from then, I went out and we were at this party at a a lacrosse house and um, I had this really cute outfit on and at this time I had braces. Let me just tell you, I pulled Wyatt with braces and I was dancing on this coffee table. Like, are we shocked? Dancing on this coffee table with my friend Sydney and she, we were just kind of like, you know, a little bit faded and I see Wyatt and we had had a marketing class together. So like we're currently in class together because I was a transfer. I was a sophomore in freshman classes for business in the business college to minor in business. Fun fact. So I was like, I, I want to kiss Wyatt so bad. And I will never, ever forget. This goes down in history. She said, do it or I will. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know we're both fucked up, girl, but no, 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 no. So I turned over, gra- I think I like just literally grabbed his face and kissed him. Didn't like make out, no like tongue, no weird shit, okay? It just, I did it. After that, we uh, finally exchanged phone numbers and we met back up at the dorms and we slept together that night. And no, I'm not a hoe, just kidding. If you, if you wanna put out on the first night, baby, you do you, but we didn't. We literally just slept together, like literally just in the same bed, we cuddled and I left the next morning. After that, it was a little bit like back and forth, kind of like, are you going to text me? Are you going to text you? Like if you're married like me, don't you kind of like 
think back at this at those days and you're like, oh, that was cute. You know, and I know this idea of like, oh, keep dating, keep dating your husband, keep dating forever. But like there's certain things you just can't replicate, you know, when you're just like young and dumb and you're just struck with love, right? Like I understand this idea of like date your best friend forever, date, don't forget to date, don't forget to date your husband. It's like, yeah, but I'm not going to send a good morning text to my husband when like he's right there, right? Like (laughs) there's some things that just can't be duplicated. And that is one of them is the beginning bliss of a relationship. So we go back and forth. We're in marketing class together. And, you know, I asked him if he wanted to study. And by study, we ended up doing anatomy. Do you know what I'm saying? And the rest was history. And it's kind of crazy because I look back and we were both in sports, right? So he had football, I had volleyball, and we would both have morning workouts and we would have to report at like 5.30 in the morning. I would literally stay at his dorm until like two in the morning, go home and thrive at volleyball off three hours of sleep. You wonder why I didn't get much playing time. It was probably because I was so fucking tired. Um, No, but for, okay, first off, I did get playing time. I worked incredibly hard, okay? I don't want to gaslight myself, but- what a joke. Um, so we ended up continuing to see each other. And all of a sudden there was this girl on campus wearing a sweatshirt. Babe, when I tell you my little fucking psychopath self went off, I marched my happy ass over to his dorm with my cutest outfit on. And I asked him what the fuck was up. Basically, he told me that I was too clingy. He told me I was clingy. And he was like, yeah, no, dude, you're like, you're too much. And I said, okay, fuck you then. I left brokenhearted for sure. I was definitely obsessed with him for sure. But I also, I wasn't clingy and I'll stand by that because what ended up happening is a couple weeks later, first off, I texted him, do you want your sweatshirt back? You guys know that old move. Like, I don't want to text you, but do you want this back? by the way, I miss you, you know? (laughs) So he ended up messaging me. This is when we went on spring break or I'm sorry. No, we started summer break. He went home to Ohio for like a couple weeks before he had to report back for football. Basically told me he missed me, wanted to meet up when he got back from there. We were inseparable. So that's kind of like when we started dating, we just started seeing each other in March, kind of took like a two week break. And then we started dating in May. So the first thing I want to recognize is first off that different times in your life are going to yield a different you, okay? So if you are someone who can stay in a long-term relationship and grow with your person, that is going to speak volumes because a lot of times, sometimes people mature, they naturally change and they just grow apart. You know, my 19-year-old self is not my my 27-year-old self. She is a completely different girl, right? And if for some reason, Wyatt doesn't like, wouldn't have liked her, we wouldn't have worked out, Right? So if you can grow with your person, that is so important. That even goes to you right now. If you're 25 listening and you, you know, maybe found your boyfriend, are you going to be the same you at 30 that you are at 25? No, you're not. So you have to find that person that you're going to grow with. And this is going to happen naturally, right? But I'm just saying when you're thinking of the outlook of a relationship, be prepared for that. Be prepared to grow your morals could change, your values could change, your anything could change, right? And you have to make sure that you guys are on the same page or else that is just, that's really difficult in a relationship. It's really difficult to 
raise children in the same household when maybe you have split complete split outlooks on something you're super passionate about right like there has to be that fine line um so it's kind of like let's be like super extreme here if I came into a relationship and I'm 19 years old and why it's like hey I'm an atheist and I'm like oh I'm a I love Jesus maybe we could look past that when I'm um, I'm 19 and he's 19 all of a sudden fast forward we're 27 and 20 we're both 27 right now and he goes, hey, Des, I'm still an atheist. And I'm like, well, hey, like, I still love God, but I also believe in that, like, dinosaurs walk the earth. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, like, I don't want my kids going to church. But then I'm like, but, like, church is important to me. And then he's like, but I don't give a shit. That's a pretty big, like, disruptor in a relationship, right? And that's just like a complete example. I'm just saying there's certain things in the beginning of a relationship that really need to be talked about. So once we started dating, we started exploring all of those topics. We would have those long calls, those long late nights where you guys just sit in bed and talk to each other. Again, what it was like to be a teenager, right? And um, those are deep conversations we got into and we got uncomfortable early. We talked about children. We talked about what would happen if we had children. Um, we talked about, you know, whatever it may be. And again, these these continue to evolve in conversation. We're not just talking about kids at 19 years old. We revisit that, right? We turned 25. This was right before we found out I was pregnant with Maddox. We had talked about children. What would happen if this happened? What would we do if this happened? If I can't have children, what are we going to do? you know, stuff like that. Those are hard conversations that need to be talked about right away. Okay. If you are in any form of serious relationship or you see that relationship progressing, those are so important because you never know. You never know. And I think that's the value of premarital counseling. If you guys are in the, um, uh, like kind of in that range of life to start focusing in on that. We would have totally done premarital counseling, but the thing for us was that we lived in Florida and we did not have anyone that could like do it for us. We couldn't find anyone or else we would have, but I think it's important to have a mediator in those conversations if you feel like they can't be had by yourself. Now, the next thing that we did was moving in with each other before we got married. So we are four years into the relationship. We went through a really rough year year three and a half. Okay. That was like our rough patch for us. Wyatt was trying to find a job. I was traveling a fuck ton for like bodybuilding.com at the time. I guys, I was literally gone every week for like eight months. It was nuts. It was the craziest, most amazing time of my life, but it was really, it was really tough on Wyatt and I during this. Also, he was graduating. I was in prep and it was just like, we just, we were in different parts of life due to the fact that he was still in school, right? So anyway, also just saying that because everyone has a rough patch. Fast forward, we ended up deciding to move to Florida together. He got a job in Florida. I'm able to run my business from anywhere. I was grateful enough to be able to make that leap with him. This was hard for me though, because I really wanted to set an example, especially for my family, my sister, my siblings, to not live with someone before you're married. At this time in my life, that was just pretty important to me, you know, and I didn't know anything otherwise. Um, my, it was something just grilled in my brain since I was a child and I felt like I was letting myself down doing that. So number one, 
we had a tough conversation about it. Number two, at this point in my life, I really just felt in my heart that I needed to follow that and that I was comfortable making that decision, but it was tough for me at first. Once we got to Florida, we ended up having a really deep conversation about just kind of what does this entail for our future? And I told him when we moved, we moved in August. And I said, if we are not engaged in six months, I am moving out. I am moving home. Didn't necessarily say we were going to break up. I just said, you're on your own. You know, you figure out how to pay for the lease. I'm not paying for shit X, Y, and Z, right? So after that conversation, it was only two months later. He like literally Wyatt took his first, even two paychecks, his first paychecks and immediately bought me a ring. Now, everyone's financial situations are are way different, right? But in this case, in my opinion, for Wyatt to make that a priority of the way that he was going to spend his first ever hard-earned money meant a lot to me and showed a lot to me for our relationship. So if you are someone right now in that predicament where you're like, man, Des, we've been together for like nine years. I'm still not engaged or we've been together for three years, but like I'm older and I'm ready to get engaged. There comes a point where number one, again, everyone's in a different financial position. Rings are expensive, you know? Um, so I totally get that, but there does come a point where is it a priority? And have you also had that hard conversation and made that ultimatum. You know, I, I don't like having ultimatums because I think there's just, there's a lot of different things that could go on. So to sit there and tell someone, Hey, you have until tomorrow to marry me or else I'm gone. Sometimes that can be hard. Right. So I don't think the ultimatum is so much like you have two weeks, you know, that's, that's fucked up. But if you have, you know, Hey, if we're not engaged by next summer, right, make it realistic. We need to reevaluate our relationship, you know, whatever it may be. I find I shouldn't say I find. I was fearful because of what I've seen in the past that why it would get comfortable living with me and kind of playing house and then not wanting to fully commit. And that's why we had that tough conversation. So when people are like, how did you get Wyatt to marry you? (laughs) Number one, I'm funny. Like who wouldn't want to live with a full-time comedian in their house? Let me know. Because when you are having a bad day, I promise I will, I will make it more funny. I, won't, I can't say I'll make it better, but I'll make you laugh through it, okay? I'll, <laughs> I can at least do that. But I think it came down to having hard conversations. The other thing that we kind of went through was this long distance relationship to all of a sudden being together all the time. And now we are together all the time, Okay. And we're both very open about this. We're like, listen, this is not healthy, okay? We, we need to figure out a better flow here going forward. But for now, with the kids, with how little they are, with how I'm still breastfeeding, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of leeway for us to have space to ourselves. So let's back it up to college and long distance. We did that for probably almost two years. He was in college for like one whole year after me. But then I moved to Ohio while he was in college for my unpaid internship in my last year. So I would drive back and forth from Ohio to Kalamazoo. That was like a four and a half, 
hour drive almost every weekend. Sometimes he would come home and like surprise me, but I actually lived with his mom during this time, his mom and his dad. Pretty gnarly, right? Been dating him for like nine months and I move in with his parents before him. Kind of a sleigh. <laughs> so during this time, we were long distance. Long distance wasn't that bad for us. This is when I was able to like start my business and I had a full-time job. There were days I remember where we would both get like kind of nitpicky and, you know, it was just like, do you even miss me? Right? Like, again, just, it was more so the immaturity of it, right? Like we're 19, 20, 21 years old. Like it's, we were just young, right? We let small things bother us. Now we could go like seven days without talking and it's like, Hey, love you. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those maturity things. However, during the time, that was probably the hardest part, which just like the, the lack of communication. He was still playing football. He's busy. I'm busy. I'm working a full-time job and I, I just created a business. And then to play into this, we, I have Wyatt going out and partying on the weekends, which is fine. Right. But then like, I can't be there every weekend. It's tough, you know, or I started like doing stuff. I started traveling for like fitness. Um, that was when I started just like kind of quote being an influencer. So like I had other shit to do. And it, it was, again, it was just kind of that last pain point of us being in these like separate parts of our life while simultaneously just kind of like waiting for our bridge to cross. It was a really interesting time. However, we made long distance work. Once we moved in together, he still had a nine to five job. I worked, I worked from home. So yes, we saw each other every night. We saw each other every day. We saw each other on the weekends. You know, we hung out every weekend, but it was still like we had our private time, right? So then we move back to Columbus, Ohio. He gets another job. He's working a nine to five. We have this time apart out of the house for about a month. He got a new job. um, And then he was there for like a month. All of a sudden, boom, COVID, he's working from home. He's down in the basement a lot of the time. So again, we don't like cross paths too, too much. But once Maddox is born, we're together all the time. And since then, it has not ended. (laughs) So now we're together, I would almost argue too much. And I only say that from a human standpoint, you need time to recoup. I think we can all agree that. And again, Wyatt and I have been in, in conversation about this. How can we both get our individual refill time? Because it's still very important to remain in yourself, in your own identity. As much as in a relationship, we are meant to, you know, we come together as one. We also need to remain one, right? Like I think that independence is still very important. We look back, um, there's like this trend on TikTok right now. It's like this funny, it's like this, hickey sound and song and it's like me to like my ancestors right and then like the ancestors like what are you doing and then the current you is like oh I'm doing this and they're like wow that's crazy you know whatever it may be and I think of that in the way that we are in relationships back in the I mean shit 40s 50s like I mean am I far off to even say 60s 70s even like early 80s I feel like it was very much dependent on the male in the household we very much in marriage saw our great grandparents, even maybe our grandparents at this age, fall into this idea that you are the housewife, right? And your identity kind of just goes away. You are no longer Paula that used to go to Pilates. You're now Paula 
who is just at home all the fucking time, never gets fresh air, has to put out the laundry on the line and do the fucking dishes and clean the baby's asses. Like, you know, we, we all of a sudden see in today's society, this claim, which is beautiful of still independence in a relationship. And that's what Wyatt and I need to get better at having is having that time alone, having that time to reset, restart. Hey, you take the kids so I can have a moment. I'll take the kids so you can have a moment or, you know, push pull in a relationship was what I'm trying to say. You are truly equals. Not one is better than the other. So with us being not only extremely long distance at one point, but now we're extremely not long distance. And the most our long distance gets guys is like five fucking feet. You know what I mean? Like we aren't even six feet apart. We aren't even COVID precautions. You know, we are in each other's grills all day. So that is now what we're battling is almost being together too much. Now, like I said, with the kids getting older and hopefully having like me, you know, done breastfeeding soon, we're going to be able to see that little break. Um, you know, and before we know it, the kids are going to be in school and like, I'm literally going to cry about it. So by no means am I wishing away time, but if there is one thing I can tell you is if you can survive long distance and then you can survive two feet of distance, you can survive everything. You know what I mean? Like Wyatt and I have been through a lot, a lot and a lot that many will never know, never need to know and don't deserve to know. But my point is, is in every relationship, there are going to be battles there is going to be stuff thrown at you, even just individually, that's going to affect your relationship as a whole. And I think it's up to you to choose how you want to show up every single day for yourself and how you're going to show up for your relationship. If there's one thing I also have been really open about is that you have to also allow your partner to treat you like shit. <laughs> Hear me out on that one because I, I know I got some ears perking up like the fuck? That's a hot take, Des. When I have a bad day and I'm frustrated, guess who I take it out on? I take it out on Wyatt because he is in he is within two feet of me. Okay. So when you have maybe your boyfriend come in, he has, he had a shitty day at work and he's just kind of being a fucking asshole. At a, at a certain point, allow him to feel those feelings, right? I feel like too many times people might be like, well, just because you had a bad day doesn't mean that you need to take it out on me. As much as I agree, I want to challenge you with a thought and I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. I will also say though, shouldn't you feel almost comforted knowing that they feel comfortable showing those emotions to you? in feeling in their safe space with you to feel those emotions and let those emotions flow. You know, like, and also if you're together all the time, where else are they supposed to disperse this energy, right? Like you're kind of in the fucking line of fire, babe. There's, you know what I mean? I think that's pretty understood. The next day, we, you you usually wake up and guess what? It, it's done. So like if your partner is dragging it on, right? And it's like three days and they're still being a dick. Okay, sure, bring it up. Hey, you know, what's going on? However, if it's just an off day, it's an off night. It's a, it's a random Saturday and you're, you know, your husband's mad. Let, let him be mad, right? Now, when it, when it starts to affect your actual relationship, 
dynamic as a whole, absolutely address it. But if you have a random bad day, just where else do you expect the energy to be displaced is what I just want to challenge you on, right? So Wyatt and I have gotten better about like if there's, if he's having a shitty day and he says he's being short with me, right? I'm like, hey, can you give the kids a bath? And he's like, why can't you? But I, but like, I know we've, he's had a bad day. I'm like, you know what? I'll do the baths because I know that when I have a bad day next, I, I would hope that he would allow me f- to feel those emotions and take a load off of me as well. You know what I mean? And hey, I'm not perfect. We, we could both be better at this. I'm just sharing what we've been working on because I know that it's easy to get overloaded um, as, you know, maybe you're a parent as well. So you can really relate to that one specifically. But it's easy to feel overloaded in general as we are just simply existing. You know, there's so much shit we have to do. There's, it feels like there's 9 million things on our plates all the time and it's frustrating, it's annoying and we just, it, it doesn't translate, right? It doesn't make us feel good. But it's important to remember, it's just like kids, you are the safe space for that person. And in a relationship, you're typically also the safe space for your person, you know? So sit on that. Let me know what you think. But marriage is hard. Dating is hard. Adding in kids is hard. It's relationships in general are hard. Even friendships. It's it's hard, right? Like we're we're hardwired to be this individual person trying to mesh with other people who are also hardwired to be their own individual person. It's fucking weird, right? Relationships are weird. So don't feel like you have to have it all together. Don't feel like every relationship thrives. And if you're out there right now and maybe you're just like super single, don't feel like you also have to have it figured out. You know, use this time to be your best you. Use this time to figure out who you are, to travel, to hook up go be a hoe. Like who, you know what I mean? Like who cares? This is your time to thrive and, and feel great and do fun things and look back on it and be like, damn dude, I was, I was a wild bitch. You know, that, that is the vibe. Do it for me. No, I'm just kidding. Do do you? Okay. But I'm so grateful to be in a relationship, in a marriage, sharing children with a man that is so selfless and when I tell you I don't deserve him, I'm not lying. I I have had, we have both collectively had really, a really rough start to our marriage with just things that have happened in our families, our personal lives. Kids, you know, look what, look what happened in both my pregnancies. Like we've both gone through a lot. And I know that I have gone through a lot. And in a relative way, it has affected me a little bit differently due to the fact that a lot of it was like my own body, right? My own makeup, my physiological well-being, my hormones. A lot of things have changed, right? And it's and it's hard for sometimes men to stand by and watch that happen and just not understand it. Like we can say it, but they're like, yeah, it, it's almost like they don't believe us. Like they do, right? But it's like, it's so weird to them that they're like, but how? So to have a man be just so understanding and with such patience and just knowing and continuing to just, I guess, believe in us, 
that's the thing, right? Even when it's not a perfect day, even when it's not a perfect year, even when it's not a per- whatever it may be, you have to believe in the relationship that you have. So if you're someone out there and maybe you're going through it right now, maybe you're going through a rough patch in your relationship, maybe you're just going through a rough patch in your own relationship, like with yourself, you have to believe in that relationship. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your partner. You have to believe in your friend, whatever relationship it is. You're, 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 maybe it's a parental relationship that you're trying to heal. So many different types of relationships that you have to keep showing up for and you have to believe in. Um, also know, you know, when to cut ties, know what is toxic, know what is not. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not saying like stay in it, <laughs> you know, you know what makes you happy, but I will say, I do think that there is a difference when you show up and you work just like showing up the gym to work out. If you work out hard, if you work out with intention, you're going to get results. If you show up in your relationship and you, you put it in on purpose and you you have intention, you're going to get results, right? Anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed this little episode, background on Wyatt and I, kind of chatting all things relationships. That was fun. As always, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe. Let me know what you guys think, but I will see you in next week's episode. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.